Hey guys, welcome to part two of the four-part series on my time at Alon. Um, after great reviews of my first ever podcast, I've decided to carry on with it as people would like to hear more and also received a lot of uh, constructive tools um, with regards to the next podcast. So um, just a clarification. I in no way support cults or even warrant that a cult is a good thing. It is not. I mean, you can just research thousands upon thousands of articles that tell you it's not. The idea of this series is hopefully to um, show you that through bad circumstances, good can come out of it. And that's what I really wanted to talk about. So this is a continuation from part one where we left off. Um, in case you haven't heard it, it is on Spotify. If you want to listen to part one, you should see it there. But um, where we left off was I just arrived at the farm and, and gave you a bit of a backstory of what the farm believed in terms of the Hebrew culture and also the people, some of the people that I met on the farm the singles and the couples and the married people and the idea of living in a kibbutz. So today I want to speak about the work routine. So this farm not only functioned as a farm where it farmed avos and macadamia nuts, but it also had a full carpentry workshop and a mechanic workshop. So I got involved in a lot of different skills. I mean, I started out at the carpentry if I can recall and I tell you one thing I learned about carpentry in life it teaches me is there's no such thing as a useless job I mean I started out sweeping the carpentry but I learned on the farm and the one good thing that came out of it is the diligence in work and basically what that meant for me was is every job I do I do 100% and that's what sweeping a carpentry taught me is um, if I'm going to do this job, I'm going to do it wholeheartedly and to the best of my ability. And that's what I never knew had in my life before. I always was someone that when, when the going got tough, I would be the one that chickens out or, or not persevered, as people would say. And I think that's a very important lesson in life to learn is life gets tough but it's good to persevere so the first week was rough I mean I, I had done physical labor before I used I had a job in construction so physical labor wasn't the problem however being around people the whole time while doing physical labor now that brought out something else I mean there were times in construction where you know you would have a bucket of paint and a paintbrush and you would spend hours upon hours you know just painting and and cutting edges and doing all that and you would have a lot of time to yourself but now it's this dynamic of there's always people around you and there's always what feel, might feel like a pressure to communicate but actually the opportunity to really know someone to really get to learn about people and where they come from and their stories of how they got to the farm, what they believe. And yeah, so that was the the basic premise. Um, so after one week, <laughs> I'll be honest, I wanted to give up. Um, 
but how I came to the farm um, was through counsel that I got in my life to to persevere in a form of uh, discipline and training. Um, if I can think of an example my mother once told me is um, someone in my life compared it to the military, not as extreme in terms of like military service, but that that discipline of having a routine, you know, waking up at six, um, getting ready by seven, you know, drills and all of that. So that's what I needed in my life, to have structure and to have organization and to plan my day. So um, I didn't have that before in my life, but this farm presented such a good opportunity to to get that. And I'm very grateful for it. Um, I keep it with me every day, even in the bad days, I, I keep myself busy and organized and plan because it's something that has been ingrained in me. So, and the other thing I want to mention, I didn't learn it overnight and I didn't take to this idea in one week or one day. I mean, I remember um, we had lunch the one time and um. I separated from the guys. I was tired of, you know, just being around people. I wanted to be on my own. And I went to sit at a different table. And the circumstances so happened that I had the opportunity to leave the farm, come back to Johannesburg and get a well-paying job, but at the risk of losing the discipline and the fellowship and really you know, going back into the lonely life. So I was sitting at the table and weighing my options, uh, must be honest, coming back to Joburg to a place of comfort and safety really was enticing. And there was a guy on the farm called David. Uh, he was a Swiss guy, very nice guy. But if there's one thing you must know about the Swiss is they are time perfectionists. They are perfectionists in timing, in everything, in structure, in organization. And um, he came and sat down next to me and I told him, look, I, I don't want to talk right now. I have a lot weighing on my mind. I don't even want to be here. And I, it was weird. It's like I just opened to this total stranger about how I was feeling. And the amazing thing is he didn't as he didn't talk as a person from a cult background that said, no, you, that's bad thoughts, you must, you committed and all of that. All he said to me, and I'll never forget these words, all he said to me was, whatever you do, Daniel, whether go back or stay, whatever you do, just do it wholeheartedly. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like a light just turned on in my mind. And, and, and I look back on my life and... I swear I heard a voice say, you know, you, you've always not committed, but now's your opportunity to commit wholeheartedly. And that's the day I decided, come hell or high water, I'm committing to this farm. Not, not in the sense of the cult or the weird practices or none of that nonsense, but the idea of doing something wholeheartedly. And um, yeah, so went on. Soon days turned into weeks and weeks into months and I started learning more not only about the farming but more about what, how structure in your life can bring you peace and organization can bring you safety.
in a way because if you have structure and and strategy and plans you are safe you feel safe you feel at peace you know what you have you have purpose and I think that's the main thing I lacked at that point in my life is purpose what is my life about what am I supposed to do um things didn't work out in Joburg what what does that mean what does it mean in terms of my belief um does it mean that I'm not committed enough as a Christian? Does it mean I heard wrong? You know, all these different challenges in my personal belief that I see many Christians face. Um, but even practically, like, what is your job? What is your career? So, that was it. And then I moved from carpentry to farming, farming and irrigation. And that's where I went back to being on my own again, you know. I would spend the day mostly in the orchards, um, checking irrigation pipes, you know, me and my thoughts. And I was wondering to myself, what do I want more? Do I want to be on my own with my thoughts or do I want fellowship? And it was so nice. It actually brought a balance because in the day I would spend you know, alone and with my thoughts and, you know, pondering stuff. And then I would come after work and be around fellowship. And it was so nice because, you know, you get to hear about everyone else's day and really connect with people. Um, there's a lot of skills I've learned from other guys on the farm. I've learned discipline, what it is to be a man, you know. That's something I I really lacked in my life. And... I must say, it really matured me in how to handle situations, how not to panic, how to trust and believe in purpose and to find a purpose. Even when something ends, when this ended, to to seek purpose out, even in the midst of chaos. So, in the orchards, um, it was a beautiful place. I mean, Zanin is is very beautiful it's it was on a high mountain you could see as far as you could see it's just valleys of trees and orchards and it was so calm and peaceful not the loud noises of johannesburg or the busyness of life it's almost as if i could stop in in the middle of my life stop all the chaos and just take a step back and breathe and i think in life you there are times where you're going to need that. Um, in my belief, they call it a time of resting, you know, where you rest your soul and you recharge spiritually, as they like to say. Um, evenings were very nice. So evenings were fellowship and dinner and catching up with people. And really, like I said, no one had their masks on. No one had hidden agendas. Everyone was open although you worked hard the fellowship is what i miss most about the farm because i can safely say that everyone that i've been in contact with the farm they i know them probably better than most people will know them even their families and they know me probably more than my family knows me and that's what i tend to miss some days when i think back so Fridays um, was my favorite day because 
Okay, in the beginning it was weird. So I told you they had they followed the Hebrew culture. So they had something called Shabbat, um, which is just a, a time of prayer. And, and from Friday night to Saturday night, you would do no work and no physical activity. It would be a time and a day of rest. But Friday night, we would have a worship evening. And then the one thing that, we did that people spoke about and would sound weird to not a normal person is we did what they call a Shabbat dance, which was a special Hebrew dance, and it was a lot of fun. I mean, I enjoyed it so much, and I never even knew I could be like that in front of people. I'm, I'm normally the quiet, shy type, but there I was free to be myself, and there was something in that Shabbat dance that brought such freedom into my life. It was the only time where I really felt connected and felt like this is where I need to be and this is where I belong, you know, despite everything else that was happening around me or that I was not aware of. But that, that night was very special to me. So that's where I'm going to leave it for part two. Um, I tried to stick as close to my notes as possible. Um, I hope you enjoy it and uh, feel free to listen over. Maybe you'll listen and find something useful in this. And yeah, like I said, always please provide feedback because I'm learning as I go along and I'm happy to share this story with you. Thank you very much. Have a good one.